Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Now, we've talked about musicians having a hard time during the quarantine. We spoke with Dave Pomeroy in a recent interview. Uh, now we're going to talk with some musicians who went a whole different direction instead of having to just sit at home and not earn money, uh, and they've started a business. So please welcome, first of all, Zito and Kristen. Hey there. Welcome Hello. to the show. Hi. Now, to be here. Tell people a little bit about like who you are, Zito. I think you wanted to kind of start, yeah. and what did you do, and yep. then and then everything changed. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name's Zito. I've been working in the entertainment industry for 21 years. Mm-hmm. I'm a touring production manager, so I facilitate large scale concerts like uh, Tim and Faith, uh, One Republic, Ariana Grande, Green Day, Josh Groban, things along that line. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that for 21 years, based here in Nashville. And uh, was out on tour uh, at the beginning of the year, just moving along, doing shows. And uh, we loaded a truck in Cleveland, Ohio. And the next day found out that the tour was canceled. And shortly thereafter, all work stopped when the pandemic hit. What did you think at first, Zito? Well, I think like everybody else, we thought it would be short-lived. Oh, this is going to be a month. Or maybe this is going to be six weeks. Or for sure by May, we're going to be back to work. That's definitely what we thought. And I remember was, all of yeah. us thinking that. Yeah. yeah, that was just the mentality. We didn't know what we were dealing with at yeah. the time. And once it uh, settled in and we realized that this was going to be a long-term thing, we really had to figure out sort of how we were going to uh, approach it together, my wife and I. Okay. Uh, yeah. Welcome, Kristen. The wife. The wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so what did you do before? So I am a celebrity hair and makeup artist here in Nashville. And I should have known that. You look so beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. So uh, and Zito looks so beautiful. Right. Course, she did my hair and makeup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> poor thing's been waiting for a hair appointment for a long time. Um, yeah. We don't have time for that anymore. Um, but yeah. So I've been doing that full time for about 16 years now. I love it. Um, but obviously when the pandemic hit, uh, not only was there very minimal uh, celebrity and hair and makeup work, but it was kind of illegal for us to do work as well. Oh, right. Um, you couldn't be in people's faces. Right. All the work completely shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, as a freelancer, it was really impossible to qualify for unemployment and all those kind of things yes. immediately. It was a nightmare. All my musician friends were like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it was very, very scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of hilarious, too. I mean, we've been together for 10 years, and this is the first time in our whole relationship together that he's even been home this long so uh when that hit it was at first it was exciting it was like oh my gosh we get this gift of time of all this time together and then very quickly that was like oh my gosh we have to learn how to live together like you know all kinds of funny things that went along with that uh we've never been around each other this month and this long ever Okay, Um, tell me some of those funny things. Tell me some of the things you, because this is the side we've not gotten to talk about, is couples who have time together, and then then later it's like, time together. (laughs) Well, I'm used to traveling about 300 days a year on the road, so uh, us being together 10 years, I've never been home more than five weeks, our entire relationship, so sleeping in the same bed. Uh, eating meals, just uh, waking up in the morning. I, I kept, I, I don't wake up well. I wake up very groggy. I need an hour of coffee, me time. And so I started waking up earlier so I could wake up before her. And then she started waking up earlier and I started waking up earlier <laughs> just to try to get a few minutes. And she's like, I don't understand why you're such a jerk in the morning. I'm like, I know this. That's why I keep getting up so early to 
and give myself time to wake up so that uh, I'm not so grouchy. And get past yeah. the jerk phase. Yeah. And like when, when we would travel to see each other or spend time together, you can totally put up a front and get rid of like the morning grouchy yes. person yes. for, you know, a couple weeks. It's, but then when it's beyond that, it's like, oh, this is the real me in the morning. So for the, for the first time ever, we found ourselves home. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, we're trying to better ourselves. We decided, hey, if we have this gift of time, let's work on things that we can look back on this time and have something to show for it. Yes. You know, so we were working out a lot and we were, you know, trying to, you know, plant a garden and all kinds of really cool things. I saw his face when you said that. How did that turn out? No, the, the actually, no, the garden turned out great. We've never done any of that. The, the domestic stuff. I'm into gardening. We never had a garden. All the cooking and baking stuff. We always do, but when you're only home five or six days at a time, it doesn't afford you the opportunity to do those things. So, yeah, like she was saying, we are super proactive. Mm-hmm. Let's account for this. Let's do stuff. Let's just not waste it away. Whether it's a month or six months, let's be able to show what you know show for this. And so then, did, yeah, did you go like, okay, enough of this? Well, the way <laughs> the way that it happened, I'll, I'll never forget. We were um, just trying to say, hey, how are we going to start paying for our groceries, you know? And um, he was already keeping up a really amazing sourdough starter and doing lots of baking with that. He had made like sourdough tortillas and bread and um, bagels and all kinds of amazing things. That's the extra working out. Well, yes. Yeah, I would post things on my Instagram. This is why I actually work out this much. Um, But, you know, it was really like, okay, we're really going to start tapping into our savings here because we didn't have an employment yet. What can we do? And so we were coming up with a cheat meal for Easter Sunday. Um, We made these amazing sourdough cinnamon rolls. And honestly, it was the very first time he and I had ever made cinnamon rolls. It's not a family recipe or anything like that, but... We are very into baking and cooking, so it was fun. Mm-hmm. And we made them and we were like, holy crap, is this like the best thing that we've ever eaten? You know, but I think you always think that when you bake something because <laughs> it's so much work, especially cinnamon rolls. Right. Um, I posted them on my Instagram and people just were like, oh my gosh, I totally need this. Like, how can I buy these? Right. So it became one of those things like, where we're hmm. like, huh, file this way. Right. And then I had befriended a farmer in town that we were doing a CSA with and I had kind of given him a push. I said, hey, I created you a logo. Surprise, you're going to start selling your bread through this farmer. And he's like, hold on, what? You're like, this is not something I wanted to do. And uh, we pitched the farmer the idea of the cinnamon rolls because it was just too hard for him to produce the loaves of bread. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, like you can only really produce two loaves of bread and he wanted like 30. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. Yeah. it just wasn't a possibility. So he was like, hey, what if I sold my cinnamon rolls? And ironically, the farmer actually passed on it, <laughs> um, which we're thankful for now. Yeah. But then he was like, well, what if I started selling the cinnamon rolls in the neighborhood? And that's kind of how this started. I'll let you finish telling the story. I had made a order for him and we were selling these selling my bread in the subdivision. And people would order just and the I neighbors. would deliver them. Yep, yeah. just the neighbors okay. in our Facebook group. We decided to sell the cinnamon rolls one weekend, and we put them up on the order form, sent it out to the Facebook group, and sold 63. And we're like, oh my goodness, 63 <laughs> cinnamon rolls. We'd never made more than six. We <laughs> yeah. freaked out. And, and we so, were thinking maybe we'd sell 24, yeah. and that would be super exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we sold them, and everybody loved them. And and, and the next week, we went and uh, put it up again. 
and we sold 85 or something like that. And we're like, oh, what are we going to do? How how are we going to (laughs) make 85 cinnamon rolls? Let me interject here and just tell you, we could have sold more than that. But every time it got to that number, like we're talking within an hour kind of thing. Anytime it got to that number, Zito would freak out and he would (laughs) shut the order form down because he was like, I just don't even know how we're going to even do this. And then we would like shut it down and then we'd freak out and go to like five stores to try to source Pyrex so that we could actually accommodate baking this many. And at the time, hardly any stores were open. So we had to go like five stores to find like three Pyrex or it was just so funny. Yeah. So So after your little freak out. Yeah. So we bake them. We'd sell them. People liked them. We did it the next week. It grew. By the third week, we were over 200 rolls. By the fourth week, it was 400 rolls. And we're like, okay. How was your anxiety level then? (laughs) Well, every time it was like, we, we, this is it. We're going to fail. We don't know what we're doing. People are going to figure figure out we don't know what we're doing. But we just kept pushing yeah. along. And we had a lot every of... Every week he'd be like, well, let's just wait and see if anybody even orders this next week. Yeah, yeah. we didn't know if it was going to be a thing. We figured might fizzle out in one week and nobody orders. But that just didn't happen. And so we went from 400 a weekend to 600. And we were doing that... Uh, for two months out of our home, 600 uh, rolls a weekend and just grinding it out and, and crazy hours and lots of learning in the process. And then in July, we ended up moving into a commercial kitchen uh, in East Nashville where we rented by the hour and moved our bakery operations there. Did you name it then? Had you named it already, Rock and Rolls? Well, we started out as the Z Bakery and uh, we didn't really feel like it represented who we were with with uh, with me being Zito and and that is our our last name but everybody calls me Zito so we're the Zitos and and uh, work in the entertainment industry so we wanted something that represented us a little bit better that was more fun and playful we're not a bakery in a sense we make a bunch of baked products we make cinnamon rolls so we thought this is cool rock and rolls it represents us it's rock and rolls with a Z because we're the Zitos and we and we pivoted from rock to rolls yeah I love that that's a great story and so we came up with our little cinnamon logo and one of the important parts of the story that we want to make sure that we mention is uh, with my career in in music, we I feel a lot of responsibility. I'm the one that hires all of the crews. So I have lots of folks that come and work for me. And they're always looking to me for the next thing. Hey, what's the next tour we're doing? Do you have any, any gigs coming up, any tours coming up? And so I feel a lot of responsibility for them. And when this kind of uh, came to us and we started working on it, I went to Chris and I said, it's important for me to feel like there's a, a philanthropic aspect to this. I want to be able to give back to the industry. So we decided from the very beginning of selling them that we would partner with a, with an organization that was helping people, not only during the, during the pandemic, but helping the industry, the very people that I care about. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to partner with, uh, with Music Cares. And so from the very beginning, we said, we're going to donate 50 cents of every roll. And we came up with our slogan, which is buy a roll, save a roadie, and started uh, donating to Music Cares. And so now we've been in business since the end of May. This weekend, we're going to sell our 20,000th cinnamon roll, <laughs> and we've been able to donate over $17,000 to Music Cares oh my through, the, through the program. That's so we're crazy, right? Super, super yeah. excited about that. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Never in our wildest dreams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, 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 the numbers are astounding to us. We're very grateful for the support of Nashville and uh, the community. And it's such a great feeling for us. And another cool little side story is as we grew and expanded, we came up with that that uh, slogan in the very beginning because we felt it you know, represented what we were doing. 
one of the things that we never thought would happen is this grew bigger than us. We, yeah. we c- can't do it anymore. So we have, there's nine other people that work with us uh, rotating in and out. All of them are roadies. All of them are unemployed yeah. uh, musicians or people in the entertainment industry. And so not only are people supporting us uh, through the Music Cares donation and helping the community, but but we're able to hire other people and give them uh, work and help pay their bills through the same, you know, through cinnamon rolls. Not only that, but it, it really does give them a purpose as well. That's yeah. something that we're constantly hearing from all the people that help us is, you know, a lot of people in the music industry right now that aren't able to work mm-hmm. are really struggling with anxiety or just even the desire to get out of bed and do anything. I and, get that. you know, having this bakery to come in and, you know, help, you know, gives them a purpose mm-hmm. and something that they feel that they're giving back, yeah. you know, and they're a part of something exciting. Yeah. So it's been really a full circle moment for us. Um, and then another cool thing that we never expected. I mean, obviously, we've just been figuring it out as we go, but it's been really exciting to have the opportunity to build awareness about the music industry and how, you know, things are really hard right now there. But also it's been exciting to share this story. And we're hearing from so many different people all over the world, all over different walks of life that our story is inspiring them. And we love that. We we want people to know that if they can't figure out what their next thing is, that you just keep trying and you find something and that next idea is there and you never know till you step out and you do it. And man, he and I have felt like idiots most of the time doing this. We feel like <laughs> imposters. Um, we're like, oh my gosh, people don't know that we're not professional bakers, you know, but hey, we're <laughs> selling 1500 cinnamon rolls a weekend. I think we are at this point. But yeah. all that to say, you never know what you're capable of and you never know what your next idea is. And we want to help give people inspiration and hope to know that they are not in a hopeless situation, that there is a silver lining. You can find that next source of inspiration. How important do you think it was that you two were there with each other and for each other when crap didn't go right? Well, it's definitely been a process for us to, f- to figure out our roles in, in the business. Uh, uh, roles with a Z. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Pun Zita. fully intended. The... <laughs> She has strengths that I don't have, and I have strengths that she doesn't have, and so we're able to support each other in that. I, I deal in logistics for a living, so for me, the logistics of the operation were very easy. That would be something that would be hard for people to figure out how to go from six rolls to 600, but that stuff came fairly easy to me oh. because I know how to scale and manage time, deadlines, uh, all that sort of thing. So yeah. that, that part was fun, and it actually ticked those boxes for me. I missed that from being on the road. Dealing with the logistics and scheduling and time frames and all those sorts of things. Yeah. And Kristen has a social media management company where where she so she it's been great for her uh, to build that part of the brand and the awareness of it through her strengths. I, I still can't figure out how to do stories and hashtags and <laughs> anything on Instagram. She makes fun of me. She's like that. That was a good effort. That was. <laughs> That was close. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, see what you were trying to do there. Yeah. Um, That's like such a musician thing. I love what you were trying to do there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, that fill was almost, almost perfect, except from the beginning to the end was kind of wrong. Uh, so, yeah, we've we've really had to figure that stuff out. It's like, that was awesome, but I did delete it and redid it for you, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the first to admit that that's just not, it's not my thing. But there was definitely times 
when we were working at home and figuring things out and when we went, we're scaling it, that we had a lot of mishaps along the way. Even recently, we have moments where just things don't go right. Two weeks ago, I mean, we're at the point where some weekends we're doing 1,700, 1,800 rolls. I mean, that's a massive number. Like how big a space does that take up? We do it at pickups on two different days and fills up four cars on on two days to facilitate it just yeah. jammed in our totes it's so <laughs> it's yeah. so it's so much yeah, we go through 200 to 300 pounds of flour a week and about 120 pounds of butter yeah. and 70 pounds of powdered sugar it's, it's i'm making about 10 gallons of buttercream uh yeah. per weekend our one fun thing funny thing was our first weekend when we moved out of our home into the commercial bakery and we just feel like we had our butts kicked. We were exhausted. Yeah. It was a new space. We were figuring out new processes, new equipment. It's overwhelming. And, and you're in a, in a space, a shared space with a ton of other professionals that are in their lane, bakers yeah. and, and doing all their things. And, and giving you the side eye. Yeah. yeah like, oh, that's cute. And, and, and oh, oh that's you're, cute. yeah, that's how you're going to do that. All right. Oh, well, yeah. 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 You're like, oh, no pressure, dude. Cool. The very first night we were there, that's how the whole day felt. It just was a learning process. We were struggling with it. We were like, okay, we did it. We got through the night. We was 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. And the way our business works is we're, we're pre-orders. So people are pre-ordering through our website. So everything we're baking, we've already sold, essentially. So we're baking to fulfill the, the demand. And so we got out of there that night just like, wow, that took everything. And we were walking to our car like, wow, we did it. I remember us going, well, we, we did it. People working in the kitchen comes running out to us and says, hey, did you guys mean to leave those two pans of cinnamon rolls in the oven? Oh, oh no. no. No, we definitely did not mean to do that. So we go in and uh, they had been cooked to rocks. They had been in there for probably two hours. And there was 72 rolls that had to go in the trash that were already sold. Oh. So we had to, it's not just like regular baking where you throw some yeast in and you yeah. do it again. Nope. It's sourdough. So I had to go home, get the starter active, make new dough, bake new rolls overnight. After yeah. that weekend, though. No, we still screwed up. We have plenty of times. Oh, yeah. 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 We didn't make that mistake again, though. Yeah. You yeah. made new yeah. ones. Yeah. Just yeah, we new found ones. New, yeah, found yeah. new ways to succeed at uh, failure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was one time Zito accidentally knocked over a 50-pound um, drum of flour that belonged to another baker. Oh, oh no. uh, The first day we were working in our favorite space, this whole bin of flour like went like a big plume over the entire bakery, <laughs> and it took us like maybe six mops to mop it and try to get up and still looked white and we had to buy them new flour i mean it was a whole thing i'm so sorry i'm laughing yeah. i'm so oh, sorry was, we laugh at it now yeah i it mean it was crazy funny at the time yeah but yeah we've been very transparent about all of our failures uh mm-hmm. through social media because yeah. we want people to know like hey like we're just real humans just trying to figure this out you know and it's actually served us really well people really resonate with that yes and um and and they really rally behind us which keeps us going because it's those times where we're like oh my god what are we even doing yeah and then we get these incredible messages from people about how either the cinnamon rolls made their day or the, our story changed their life and they started this candle company or they started this or whatever like that really helps us go okay what we're doing is making a difference, yeah. you know, or like I had this one lady that came and said that she wasn't able to pay her rent, um, but Music Cares helped her pay her rent. Whoa. And it was during the time that we were donating 
And so I don't know if our money specifically paid for her rent, but right. it could have. And um, so that that kind of stuff is super cool to know that we are actually giving back and it's so much bigger than just us. So tell us what Music Cares is for people who are listening and are not sure what that is. Yeah, so Music Cares is started by the Grammy Foundation and they, both musicians and touring professionals in a time of need. Uh, here in Nashville specifically, they've been able to help folks that have medical emergencies, help them pay their bills. During the tornado, they were there going through the community, helping people. Same thing with financial assistance. And then when COVID hit, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons we specifically decided to partner with them is we just started asking uh, our touring friends and musicians, hey, have you, you know, who's helped you in the past? Who's helping you now? Who's actually putting cash in your pocket uh, to help pay your bills? And yeah. time and time again, it was Music Cares, yeah. Music Cares, Music Cares. Yeah. And so it was a no-brainer for us to, to be able to partner with them and feel like we could do a lot of good. And does that yeah. continue, 50 cents from yeah, every absolutely. cinnamon roll yep, every goes to Music Cares? And even continues into our other products as well. So we even have swag that people can buy now. Um, so like our T-shirts and our hats, like everything we sell, mm-hmm. a portion goes to Music Cares. We also now have a new product, and it's very popular. It's our dog cinnamon rolls. <laughs> um, and we... From that, that's the only thing we don't donate to Music Cares. We donate to a dog charity here in town called Proverbs Mm -hmm. 1210 Animal Rescue. So we're able to give back to a dog rescue, which we're also super passionate about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the slogan for the cinnamon rolls for the Music Cares is what? Uh, Buy a roll, save a roadie. And then? And then for our little Cinepup treats, it's a buy a roll, save a pup. I love that. Yeah. And I love the fact, Kristen, where if you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie and this is Focus. Our guests are the Zitos, Kristen and uh, Zito. That's your last name, but you're called that. (laughs) Founders of Rock and Rolls Nashville and Rolls is with a Z for Zito. Um, I love that you pointed out that you've been very transparent about your mistakes. Yeah. And I because I've found that in being in radio so long that that I am such a screw up. I just am. I'm a real person. And the more that I confess that the more that anyone lets their real self be shown and doesn't feel like you got to put on a front and but the more real you are and the more vulnerable you can be it lets people be vulnerable too yeah they realize oh my gosh i don't have to be perfect to approach this person yes i can be my real self yeah and i understand how that changes lives yeah for us the thing that the problem with social media does miss uh sometimes authenticity Mm -hmm. uh, and it presents things in a way that maybe isn't accurate always. And, and people can look at what we're doing and see these huge numbers, which are really impressive, the roles in the donation. And we were featured in Forbes and we've been featured mm-hmm. on TV shows and, and, and all sorts of print. And they could see these things and see our story and go, wow, these guys got it together. Yeah, Plus you're beautiful. Yeah. Plus you're a beautiful couple. Yeah. Oh, it's like, you. oh, they're Thank so you. pretty, you know, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I am. I'm very pretty. And, <laughs> yeah. So people do see that and, tend to just put you in a different place. So for us, uh, we are very careful to say, hey, yeah, this is what's happening. This is what we're doing. These are our accomplishments. We're very proud of them, but we still make mistakes. We're still learning all the time, and we share those. Uh, and I think that, yeah, just resonates with people like, oh, they can be successful, but still screw up. Yes. I love how he's talking about our social media strategy. I know. I noticed that. Uh- <laughs> Because we know who's taking care of that, um, No, I was going to just say, so I, I have a social media agency that I started also during the pandemic. Oh, okay. So it's still fairly new. But one of the biggest things that I work with brands on is the strategy of, you know, leading with your story and leading with your why. I think that the more that you are leading with that, the more that you have your 
authenticity, yeah. you know, up front as a brand, it really connects it and makes it to where you're not unapproachable because mm-hmm. uh, people don't really buy like what you're selling necessarily. They buy why you do it. And that's the truth with our brand. And mm-hmm. um, we are not selling just cinnamon rolls. We're selling, a, you know, more than that. We're selling, you know, a story and we're selling, you know, something that is actually making a difference mm-hmm. um, with music airs, with the Proverbs donation and raising awareness to what's happening. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we've been very strategic to lead with that. Plus, we really hope that it is that experience for people that, mm-hmm. that they are getting the piece of, oh, now I know what's actually happening to the music industry in the pandemic. Right. You know, uh, I think a lot of people are completely unaware of what's happening. And so we do hope that our business is shedding light. What would you like to say to someone who is thinking about maybe making a career change? I think you touched on that earlier, but I'd like to maybe let, let both of you just kind of give your input on it. It had to be scary when you realize, oh my gosh, this is turning into something. Yeah, there's a moment where where it's it's fun you know where this is just something i'm doing on the side and there's no consequences Mm -hmm. but then you put yourself out there and you realize oh wow now this is not just how we're making our money to pay our bills we're also supporting other people there's a lot of responsibility comes with that a lot of fear i think fear is what drives most people um away Mm -hmm. from things it it scares people you just have to take a step you don't know where it's going to come from and just keep working and and just because you have to adjust your plan or change what you're doing shouldn't scare you. It should be kind of your motivation. Doesn't Failure is the lack of trying, not the effort of trying and not succeeding. And, and our failures don't dictate our success. We succeed because of our failures all the time. And that is why we are successful. So you can't let that drive you. Just push it away and keep moving on. We've continued to evolve like what we're doing. True. You know, so like just because you try something and it doesn't work, like we've had weeks where the orders were really low. Okay, this is not working anymore. Let's think about the strategy. Let's think about what we're doing and why it's not working and and continually like evolve that and pivot Mm -hmm. within what we're doing. And I think that that's what it takes is just not getting stuck in something and just be willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. If you want to make cinnamon rolls, just figure out what it's going to take for you to do that out of the box. Like we're obviously not doing what other people are doing with a brick and mortar or with just doing a cinnamon roll stand and doing walk ups. Mm -hmm. We're doing something that's completely unheard of where it's all Mm pre-order, right? This was something that everybody in the industry was like, what are you doing? That's so crazy, right? So I say that to say, you know, you never know what's going to work, but you never know until you try. You don't know that you're going to fail, but what if you actually succeed instead of you fail? I love, Kristen, how you said, figure out what you want to do, figure out what you need to do to make that happen and be ready to pivot. Yeah. It's not like... uh, change course completely it's just be ready to pivot be ready to go the direction you need to go to make it happen yeah that's absolutely right i mean because like if a lot of business owners when they try to start something they have a mapped out business plan and when it goes beyond like oh what i really think was going to happen this is not working now they totally freeze up and they get freaked out and they don't know what to do beyond that because it's not within their plan right and so if you can just be ready to do whatever it takes maybe think outside of the box mm-hmm. change it up be willing to try something completely different um within that same avenue, you might surprise yourself. Yeah, there's a there's a 
difference between for us, there was a couple of things we set from the beginning that we were not willing to, to budge on. What? Um, the music cares. And even as people have come to us with wanting to do wholesale and things, we said, this is what our pricing would look like, and it's going to include the donation. So yeah. if you want to work with us, it has to be built into it. Uh, so that was one. The, the sourdough uh, was another one working with sourdough. We weren't. We believe in a lot of health benefits from it, and and not only that, but the flavor of the dough. So you have to identify what the core things are. But as we've moved along, we've seen what's successful, what isn't successful, mm-hmm. and let the market kind of guide you that way. Know what your core value is, but don't be so stubborn and set on something that you can't go. Oh wait. People keep asking for this. Maybe we should do this. Or nobody really ordered that. And there's a difference between, you know, one week of something happened. We're learning. There's fluctuations and things. But the market will tell you what it wants. Yeah. You're going to know what's working and what isn't working. you got to be willing to listen to it. But it is important just to identify the core things from the beginning. And if they're important to you, you have to stick with them. If they're not, if you're willing to make any change and go with anything, then that's that's great. But for us, there were some things from the very beginning this is our mission. We will not budge from this. If it's not successful, then so be it. We'll go a different direction. But this business will always hold true to those values. Yeah. I love you guys so much. And I see you want to say one final thing? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the interesting thing about our give back portion is we like initially I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't know that we can afford to give up that money, you know, because honestly, that's money that we need to survive right now. Right. Like I'm thinking, holy crap, $10,000. That would have been great to, uh, you know, have used. But at the same time, I think that part of the reason why we've been so successful is because of the give back portion. Yep. We are seeing a lot of people that are like maybe even don't even want cinnamon rolls, but they want to be a part of what we're doing mm-hmm. and a part of raising that money and giving back. And so, um, you know, don't be afraid to do something like that, even if it means you sacrificing a little because people will rally behind you if you have a cause that they identify with, yeah. you know, and they want to see you succeed. We want to see you succeed. Thank Rock you. and Rolls Nashville, Rolls spelled with a Z, and you're all over social media, yes. thanks to Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing city. Uh, yeah. We're appreciative of Nashville and the community here, and don't know that we could do this anywhere else, or would we want to? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to take those as final words, because it's probably going to go nationwide, and you'll be like, everywhere. Oh, I mean, we love every city across <laughs> yeah. America, not just oh, yeah. Nashville. <laughs> I did want to say, um, by the way, if anybody's listening, and you would like to order cinnamon rolls, the way that we work is very different. So every Wednesday at 5 p.m. is when our pre-order launches, and people are crazy. They set alarms on their phone, and they are viral about it. Like, they just all go in and order, right? Uh-huh. Especially when we have special flavors. That's crazy. So anyway, yeah, highly encourage setting an alarm uh, Wednesdays, 5 p.m. And then everybody pre-orders. And then we have five to six different pickups across the weekend that they can choose from. And then they come and they meet us at the pop-ups and they pick up their cinnamon rolls and we make it super easy with the COVID stuff. Yeah. So it's all completely safe and easy. And they come and they pick up hot cinnamon rolls and they're really different from other cinnamon rolls. They're soft and they're moist and they're not like dry and all one note. Yeah. You know, they're very different. And we use um, really amazing flavors and ingredients to make sure that they're a different experience for people. You guys are a different experience. I love that. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Rock and Rolls Nashville and the Zitos, Kristen and Zito, the founders of Rock and Rolls Nashville were our guests today. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie and that's Focus. Focus.